Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the Cuck and Doobie Show. We got a good one lined up for you guys today. Uh, Doobs, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's good. So we're going to get started off with some trade talk. And so this is where uh, you take the reins. So I'll, I'll pass it off to you. Awesome. Okay, guys, welcome to Trade Talk Episode 3, brought to you by Boston Pizza, Jim Trevling, a uh, great friend of the show. So let's start it out uh, with the trade I made. I sent Brandon Tanev to Washington, and I got Adrian Kempe in the 2022 second back. Um, when I look at this trade, I got Kempe. He's 24 years old in comparison to 28. He got four points in his first 17 games, but he finished with 28 in his last 52. I project him to be on power play one uh, as and line two as a center who hits. Um, I just saw it as a place to save cap, get younger, and pick up a second rounder. So pretty good trade. Uh, he gets Tanov, steady four fantasy point per game player. The only downside, no power play time. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a good trade both ways. Yeah, I think the second really uh, evens it out. I think, personally, I like Tanev more than Kempe. I'm, one thing I'm hesitant about Kempe is Los Angeles has so many young, up-and-coming, high-end prospects that he doesn't show he can kind of hold his own uh, in that t- top six, top nine. He might be finding his way out of town, depending on how some of those young guys uh, can progress the next couple of years, but that second uh, that second really helps even it out, and you, you'll be able to get a, a good prospect in a couple of years from that pick. So, what do you have next for us? Uh, move on. Detroit got Marcus Felino from the Rangers for a 2022 Buffalo second and Kovanov. Um, yeah, I like the trade for the Rangers. They got Kovanov. He's actually a pretty good prospect. Um, and the second with it, where Marcus Foligno, he's a, he's an all right asset for Detroit. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's that big of a difference maker. So I, I definitely side with the Rangers on this trade, and uh, I think Detroit bought a bit too early. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I'd probably take the Rangers side as well. Uh, the one thing that scares me with Foligno is I think he may have gotten a bit better deployment this last year than he may in the future when you're bringing in guys like Kaprizov and Rossi, if, if Rossi potentially plays, plus they've made a couple other additions. He might not be getting those same minutes he did uh, last year. That's less minutes equals less points. Um, that second should be a re- fairly uh, high second. Uh, Buffalo's got a pretty uh, old team that's kind of in their uh, – position to make a push this year and maybe next year uh kovanov as well he's he's a good uh good solid prospect who's young and still has a lot of upside so i'd probably side with the rangers too it's going to be interesting to see how detroit plays things in the season because he's moving out futures right now if an injury or two strikes him uh, we'll see kind of how he plays it because i think he has his 2021 first and his 2022 first left and those are really the only kind of valuable pieces uh, that he would be able to move in a injury situation in order to kind of recoup that value for the playoffs if he has something yeah. that's out long term. Yeah, and I don't know how much the, uh, those firsts are valued right now. I don't think that high just because people will probably base him uh, being in that 26 to 31 pick range. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see if he can uh, 
get through the season with uh, no injuries and whatnot. Hmm. So what's the next one we got? Chicago uh, and Washington made a sleeper. Uh, Washington got Ennis and a third. Chicago got Sunquist. Uh, I'm not looking at the numbers, but I think Sunquist. I think uh, Washington saves a bit of cap on this. Yeah, um, he does. Yeah. And I don't think Sunquist is that. I I I really don't know much on him, so I, I can't speak too much. But I I know he doesn't put up that mu- uh, big a number. So I, yeah, it's a bit of a sleeper. Yeah, Washington I, save some cap. I, I see Washington's perspective about saving cap. I think this is actually a pretty good trade for Chicago and just taking advantage of that kind of cap struggling team because Sunquist, he's, I think, about 25, 26. Oh, yeah. And he's, he just signed a nice little like 2.75 mil for three or four years. He's like a three and a half point a game kind of plugger. Okay, okay, that's valuable then for Ennis. Yeah, and Ennis, yeah. Is, Ennis makes sense for Washington. No, I feel like they're they're going for it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So it does make sense both ways, but I think I think longer term, good value for Chicago. But obviously, yeah. if Ennis if Ennis he's playing in Edmonton, you know, if he somehow ends up on a line with McDavid, then it's kind of just obviously a huge win. So we'll see yeah, kind of how can. it how it plays out. And so that uh pretty quiet week as far as the trades go compared to last week. It seemed like we had step it up, people. Four four thousand trades. So yeah, we want to see more trades so we can we can roast you or praise you on uh on how you did. So now what we're gonna do is switch over to a new segment called Buy, Sell, Hold. So uh Doobie and I are gonna talk about a few players that um, may have seen a change in value from last year to this year. Uh, things may be quite up in the air for that player in their future, or they may be in a new spot that uh, they weren't in last year. And we're going to kind of give you guys our takes on how we see them uh, progressing kind of thing into the next year. And if you're a owner of this player, kind of what you should do with them. So first up, uh, pool party. He's uh, coming back, making the return to Edmonton. Uh, what do you think about him? What do you have him as, Dubs? Yeah, I'm actually buying him. I, I like Edmonton's offense this season. He's going to be on a, a good line that's uh, not getting much heat from the top defensive pairing. Um, he, he could get on uh, those top lines, but I, I project him to be on that third line, getting good matchups uh, with some skilled players, maybe Turris, uh, whoever it may be. So I'm buying yeah, Poyarvi's a buy for me too. I've heard a couple rumors of him uh, potentially on a line with McDavid, and I could see them wanting to kind of get value out of that fourth overall pick by by going, hey, like we're not just gonna f- throw you in the fucking dumpster in your return, right? They want to get, they want to create a player out of that fourth overall pick, and so I think if he could, you know, catch fire with McDavid, that'd be awesome for him to kind of resurrect his career and awesome for uh the pool party owners so he's he's definitely a buy for me too um the next guy uh we're going to take a look at is alex petrangelo so just signed with vegas for massive money um what do you what is your take here dubs i'm probably holding he's gonna have a he's gonna have a good season he should uh he should get some power play time um yeah I'm, I'm just holding waiting out for a big season and then i'll sell him yeah i'm uh i'm not sure right now i'm probably kind of on that borderline between hold sell 
just because uh, they're obviously they're paying him so much money, he is going to get some power play time. However, Theodore is also no slouch, and they've also locked him up to a long-term deal. So it's going to kind of, I think, be some growing pains between who ultimately runs that power play. And then the thing is, is that I think Petrangelo on the flip side is more um, more geared towards uh, playing that power or penalty kill one if they need him versus Theodore playing that penalty kill one. And so I'm probably, he's also just turned 30. I would probably kind of be either looking to sell him or hold him through this season, see how he does, and then maybe sell him after this. Just because that contract in, you know, four years, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up catching up with him. Yeah. Yeah, so next guy on our list we have is Mike Hoffman. So currently still unrestricted free agent. Kind of interesting how there's, what, a little less than a month till the NHL season starts. He's clearly holding out, not getting offered the money he wants. Um, what's your take on his situation, and where do you think he might end up? Um, Interesting question. I, do, I don't know where he... Uh... I'm I'm not too sure where he's gonna end up, but I'm I'm probably gonna buy into him for a few more seasons. I th- I think he's still got some twenty thirty goal seasons left. Um, but he but he's terrible defensive. He's gonna fall off at a certain point. Uh, so no, I I'd buy him for the season, take a chance on where he's going. Um, teams maybe Boston. Yeah, Team yeah, like that, that. yeah. That could be a good fit for sure. Yeah, I kind of, I'm a, I'm buying him as well right now. I, um, I could see him having to take a discount. You know, he's not going to go into the season not making any money, and clearly, uh, teams are just scrapped for cash. Not only salary cap, but also they're not making the revenue they used to, so they just don't have those dollars to spare. Uh, so I kind of see him signing a bit of a cheaper, maybe prove it deal for this year or maybe next year. And he he doesn't play that type of game that's going to deteriorate super fast in terms of, you know, he's not out hitting and playing those hard minutes. He's a goal scorer. He's a shooter, right? His game should hold up for a few more years. Uh, yeah, so I'm buying some, him. I've seen some bad statistics on him in the defensive zone all over Instagram. Yeah, that that might be what's holding teams away. But for fantasy purposes, we okay. don't care about defense. So a couple of places that I think would be interesting fit for him, which I've heard is I've heard Columbus, I've heard Nashville, I've heard Boston. I think all three of those teams, he'd have a great opportunity to slot in on uh, kind of that into a top six role and potentially, you know, keep up that high fours, low fives. Uh, points a game so yeah he's he's a buy for me as well <laughs> so next up we got jacob markstrom everybody's familiar with him he recently just signed a six by six with calgary uh how do you see his season and future stock uh Duke? I, I'm, I'm buying right into markstrom he's got at least four years of uh great hockey left that calgary team is going to be way better this season in my opinion uh, with him back there, so I'm definitely buying. I think uh, the Canucks let a good one go. 
Yeah, I think he's definitely a great goalie. My only concern with Calgary more so is I believe they had, what, three or four D-men leave this year? And, what ones, though? Uh, Hamannick, Brody, like two Hamannick's good defensive defenders. Well, he's not playing with um any COVID because of... Yeah, but that's probably before all the vaccine and stuff just came out, all the hockey players getting it and whatnot. Yeah, so we'll see. He just at this point, he's still not signed yet. Plus, it looks like they honestly don't really have room for him. Um, yeah, they got Tanev though. He yeah, they picked Sam. up Tanev, and I just am still a bit weary on the complete kind of changeover of well, uh, guys on the back end, and if everybody will mesh together. Yeah, don't they have Valimaki coming back too? Yeah, yeah, Valimaki. But Valimaki, again, Valimaki Anderson's a year older. Geo's still gonna Geo. Yeah, they yeah. won't be bad back there. That's that's a fair point. I'm just a little bit hesitant. I'm I'm probably a hold on Markstrom just because, um, a lot of the times a, a team that has a ton of turnover will have some growing pains in order to kind of all mesh together and understand kind of how everybody else plays. But it will be interesting to see how they do in that uh, new Canadian division as well. Yeah. Oh, no, that's also going to benefit them, I think, in the fact they're probably going to be competing for second, third in that division over what they were before. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. They're probably right around in that spot. Um, so next up, we have uh, Steven Stamkos. Didn't play any, or he played, what, like four, three, four minutes in the, the playoffs? One or two oh. minutes it was. Yeah, nice, nice bingo. Um, He's kind of a big question mark on his health. Uh, I think he missed part of the end of the regular season. And That's then, been for a couple seasons now, too. No? Yeah, he's he's kind of becoming a bit of a, a bit of a band-aid. So it'll be curious to see if he can fully recover after a super long pause. What's what's your take? Yeah, I think his best years are behind him, obviously, but but he's still he's still gonna have a couple more seasons of uh, high hockey. It's just a matter of like how good, how valuable is he in fantasy if he's not playing? Yeah, that's the thing. He he's a he's like, a high. Sure, he's a, he's yeah. a super pig when he's when he's out there, but he's missed what two playoffs in a row. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's doesn't help. It's if you it's, have, it's, you know. it's it's interesting. It, well, I mean, you could definitely hold him. He could have a great year and then sell, and then it, it's hold or sell. Yeah, I'm probably I'm in the camp of probably hold if he gets hot. I'm selling. I'm selling high. Um, however, I'm probably not trying. I don't really want to sell low right now. But I, I definitely wouldn't be buying on Stamkos at this moment either. He's kind of. It's kind yeah, of it's a big it's a big risk. You throw all your eggs spot. in one basket and then one yeah, because the thing deliver. the thing is, even if you're trying to buy him low, you're not going to actually be able to buy him that low because he's Steven Stamkos, right? It's still going to be a hefty price tag for him. Yeah, and it'll kind of be interesting to see how he goes. Um, and then last up uh, on our list is Joel Armia. So just to give you a bit of context. Joel Armia, he makes 2.6 million. I believe he had five points a game. So great value. He's in his mid 20s. I think he has one more year on that contract. Um, he kind of played a bit above his 
his usual um, kind of production level, but yeah. he's also a former uh, first first round pick. So maybe he's just a late bloomer, right? Some of those big guys, he's a big guy, I believe 6'4", 6'5", uh, 200 plus pounds. Some of those big guys develop late. Uh, what do you think about his his future? Yeah, do I don't buy really know him, much about him on the stats, but uh, by the sounds of it, he's selling if he if he had that great of a season, and you don't look think about uh, him doing it again, um, yeah, no, not much to say on Armia. Probably, where is he on the depth chart in Montreal? That uh, yeah, that's the big thing for me. Is that like he he was I think third line, but that third line got quite a few minutes just because their second line wasn't as deep. Whereas now now they've got uh, Suzuki is a year older. Um, they got to Foley, they got Josh Anderson. So that whole second line is going to be getting a lot more minutes, probably taking away minutes from that third line. So I could see his production going down. And at the moment, he looks like a real nice value piece. I think he'll still probably be maybe four points a game, but I think he's definitely uh, a sell for me just because he's kind of overproducing that uh, kind of what he's used to. Yeah. Well, with that, let's, uh, let's welcome in our guest. I think it's about that time. It is about that time. All right. I'll cue the music. Um, We will be welcoming our good friend, Yarmo Kakalainen. Yeah. Welcome to the show, the man, the myth, the legend, Yarmo Kakalainen. How are you doing, buddy? Yarmo? How's it going, boys? Can you guys hear? the good memories yep. of the old world. Yeah, bring us, bring it back. Um, tell us the last thing you remember from Gabby's. Well, funny story. I think a few of the boys have heard this, but my last time at Gabby's, I actually got ejected straight out the door. <laughs> but it, it didn't happen to be because of me. It was because of my girlfriend fighting my ex-girlfriend huge brawl mitts were dropped flying across the dance floor bleeding we both just walked out totally ejected any anybody put on bar watch for that the girlfriend not yarmo <laughs> yeah. Yeah, say it you hate to see it yarmo free man <laughs> yarmo, yarmo walks away free man no you also you love to see it are you surprised no First question we have for you is uh, tell us a story of when you got a first for Howden. So it was just me, you, and Spano at his house. <laughs> it was a super weird kind of hangout because this just set the scene for us. Yeah, yeah. I'm just... At a buddy's house in Aldergrove. <laughs> Obviously, we're going off in the group chat like we always do on a Friday or Saturday. All of a sudden, there's John Spano throwing the invite out to the boys. Saying big pretty, all DMs welcome. Tuck being hammered already gets Jarmo to go pick him up. So I go pick pick you up. And then we head over to John's. Show up at John's expecting to see maybe Nell, maybe Dubes. Maybe maybe Jimbo. Maybe a little Jimbo. Like always great seeing Jimbo. Great guy. Yeah. Missing yeah. tons. But get there and it's just John Spano. Like honest nightmare. Like love the guy. But first thing he says. So, how about getting PLD to the island? And I got to tell him to fuck off, and we start having some beers. 
And uh, we're just in there in silence. And then he's like, it, he's, you know how he just itches for a DLA? Like, you can just tell. Yeah, the he guy just, loves like, to run down a DLA. Yeah, he's just running down. And then I'm just like, hey, go to my roster, man. See who you like. We can maybe work something out. And then he's like, you know, I love Brett Howden. And I'm like, yeah, okay, what do you, like, I like Howden too. Like, like the story of Howden, though, like, but the trade tree with that is actually pretty good because I picked up Ilya Kovalchuk. Like when he came back and signed Montreal for seven fab, just robbed them from Dubes. Dubes was yeah, that's pretty nice. Us. And then <laughs> Dubes was searching for Kovalchuk for probably like like a month, and I finally gave it to him, and he gave me Brett Howden. So, and at the end of the day, we're sitting there, and he's like, at first, <laughs> John's like, "I'll give you the, uh, I'll give you a first and a second for Howden," and like gonna be honest like i'm sitting there with you and like we're looking at each other like this guy's like totally fucked like what is he doing guy's like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like what <laughs> he's like give it a first and a second i'm like okay like I, that's obviously a great deal but like would it like that one might have got vetoed like first and a second like maybe they'd just look out for him at that point like maybe the value city folk would look after john for from ruining his own team more than he already had. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, oh, that's too much. Like 10 minutes later. And he's like, all right, I'll do the first, but you got to take it now or it's, it's not happening. So obviously I take it. Take, take the first from him. From him and the end is history. I think I actually moved that first in the trade at some point, but I think I moved him. I think I might have been a part of the Leonard deal or, uh, huh? or something like that. But yeah, no, that was a, it was a pretty, pretty fun night. Like love dealing with John. He's usually good shit. He's actually, he's one of those few guys that has actually made, like, a substantial offer for PLD, like, more so than others. Like, there's been a few offers that I've actually had to think about, and he's made one that was pretty close to pulling the trigger there right before the draft, but just didn't come okay. to fruition. Yeah. We're going to get oh, into some, interesting. some interesting. PLD. Oh, he's back. He's back. Yeah. It's no longer We're going to get into some PLD though. talk uh, some late, later in the evening, so make sure we'll keep, keep all that on your memory. Ready to go. If I traded them during the pod, would that be something? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wild. Uh, to dubs. All right. Yeah, to dubs. <laughs> so next up, uh, I think we want to talk about the fine. Uh, the fine. You and Gardi yeah. and I think dubs are the three people that got fined this year for. No, for we can't forget Nil. We can also get Jim Nil. Jim Nil. The thing is, is he set. Uh, he set the rules basically it's like yeah. it's kind of you can't fault someone for a crime in law if there was no law saying you couldn't do it so that's true bad respect for nil for saying what he said though like it was it got a good chuckle out of the boys i remember being at work and not having any idea what was going on and having to go back like through a hundred messages from ian bitching about everybody to see what nil actually said and then when i got there it was wild <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a little too much. I think it was it was not Most not quite tasteful. I would, uh, not, not in the least. But <laughs> yeah. So let's talk. Um, Yungard, I guess yeah, Yungard. We actually never really talked about this one. It's um some words were said, some fines were handed out, some draft picks were lost, and then uh, we moved on. Everybody was better men for it. I, I I knew I was I knew that I, me and Gardeep like to toe the line a bit there every few weekends when we get into one we start going off in the group chat and uh, try, try trying to egg each other on to see who's going to get fined and 
that it was just that point, you know, when you just know you shouldn't say something, and you just gotta, you just gotta do it for the group because try to get the laughs out of the boys. Obviously, I crossed the line and I accept my punishment of that third, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. I I, I respect it. I, I guess I hate to say it, but you do. I mean, but to be uh, fair, like I do in trade talk, like often in trade talk, I will ask for extra fab. Even though I know that like that next fine is a first, like I I just try to get fab and just in case I say something dumb where you don't take a first and you just want to take fab or a third, so like pretty much my thirds are untouchable for the most part. Okay, maybe, okay. Maybe you'll take maybe you'll take two. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Dubs, are you back now? Can you talk? Yeah, I'm back and I'm uh, ready, ready to go. Would you like to ask the next question? Sure. I. Uh... Here you go. The floor is yours. Why are the Jackets going to win a cup in the next five years? Then why are the Jackets going to win a cup in the next five years? Well, as of right now, like the next two years are probably write-offs, but I'm building strong for the future right now. I've been been focusing on grabbing some depth pieces to replace a lot of the guys that, like the old boys, like the Antoine Roussels, who I picked up because I thought he was hilarious in the when you're picking a team and. I'm trying to. I'm, a lot of it is is uh, relying on PLD though, and Kirby Doc. A lot of it's hoping that PLD will become what he's supposed to be and what I think he we'll is. Step into is, that well-fed area. Step into the the well-fed area, and hopefully into the six-point range. And you're looking at Kirby Doc, and guys gonna absolutely put on a show at the World Juniors this year, playing on playing with who he's with. And I'll defend to this day that Kirby Doc is a better is a is more likely to be a pig than Dylan Cousins. John Spano, come at me. Like, I'll bet you in the den. Like, Well, a lot of talk here, Yarm. Are you willing to bet that uh, Kirby Doc is over two points per game? Oh, absolutely. In, in the tournament? Yeah. I'll bet right now. What do you want to put on it? Over two uh, points per game? The tourney? Yeah. Points. Tourney. Yeah. Yeah. Real life goals and assists, yeah. not fantasy points. <laughs> Full tourney? Yeah. Over two points in. Okay, let's do it. Let's lock in. Uh, let's lock in two zero. Okay, deal. Lock her in. Probably lose that, but whatever. Good fun. He's gonna be a pig. He's gonna be a pig. Never bet made the... on the pod. Happy, happy to be there. Okay, and, you know, okay let's back, move. Let's... back. Sorry, back to my team. My defense is looking pretty good, other than Duncan Keith. <laughs> well, Junie, Super Mario. You know what, Mario? Mario Mario got you good, in my opinion. Um, Is 31 million in your defense the right play? Give you a chance to defend. Well, I mean, anything from Mario doesn't count because look at who he has in net. Tolman's is like three headed monster. At least my three headed monster was like three top 10 goalies. He has two, (laughs) three goalies that are in the bottom 25 or the bottom five in the league. He's paying one goalie. He's playing Martin Jones. Like, what could you get for Martin Jones? Like, like he's gonna have yeah. to give up. He's gonna have to give up pieces to trade Martin Jones. Like, who wants to take on a five million dollar guy, wherever he makes, to be on a losing team in San Jose? That that's fair, but that doesn't answer the question, Yarmo. Thirty-one million in your D is that the play? Oh, it might not be the smartest play, but you know what? It's it's the hand I've been dealt, and I, I like. <laughs> I didn't want to like Duncan Keith. Obviously, he's probably only around for one more year, and Klingberg might not be here. Who knows? He could be on the block. I will not say, but I have been in talks with a a fellow GM about Klingberg recently. So we'll see. And I got Brett Pesci on there too, and 
I just picked him. Oh, up you have Klingberg? I have John Klingberg. Yeah, that was a trade with Jimbo. Oh, bring yeah, it up. What did you, you get? At trade, I, uh, me and Jimbo, of course, having a few beers in the summertime, and we approached and wanted to make a deal real quick. And this deal, like, Jimbo, great guy to deal with. Like, we just slapped this deal out, and it was a yeah, tr- trade me. Uh, he wanted to get a little younger, so he, uh, he traded me Backland and Klingberg, and I sent him. It was pretty hard for me to send my boy, Jake Fertan, over to Calgary. But, you know, I had to do it for the uh... – he was over a four-point a game. And I just don't see Jake Furtanen and all his issues being a, being that, especially in Vancouver. And, uh, and I traded Neil Pionk w- was along with Furtanen. Neil Pionk was getting all the opportunity in the world in Winnipeg. And realistically, yes, like Winnipeg's D is, is like shit. And so he'll probably keep getting that opportunity. But over time, like, is he really going to be that guy in Winnipeg? I don't really see that. He's not going to be running the power yeah. play for years, right? Yeah. Yeah, fair. I, I I was just asking. I, I I don't I don't I don't say it's a bad thing. Um, I personally try not to spend as much money, but I mean, every each to their own, and it's definitely uh definitely can have its benefits. Yeah, the other thing about that is I could you could easily drop Duncan Keith and drop Brett Pesci, sure. and then you're down to twenty mil, and like, does it really put a dent in your production? Like, not really. Not really. Like, no. it's it's not a huge deal. I don't think. Um, yeah. you don't have anybody that's over 11 million on the back end, like uh, Mr. Jay Spano. So, rumor has that's... it he tried to send, he, he rumor has it Duncan Keith tried to make his way to Columbus, and I had to shut that down right away. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's yeah, Dowdy, Dowdy is basically an immovable object. He's yeah, yeah. speaking of, of Spano, those. though, speaking of Spano, who do you think is gonna have the longest cup drought in our league? Uh, honestly, I'm probably going to have to go, uh, well, John, at least John Spano has a future and he's trying to build and trying to do something. I got to go to the retirement home there. I got to go to Vancouver. Yeah. 100%. 100%. The retirement home. He has nothing. He thinks he's a contender. He's going to, he's going to try to rely on his pigs, Horvath and Pedersen for too long. And. He's just gonna—he's gonna give away futures. Once an episode, I've been trying to say it at least once an episode. Tear it down. Yeah, once Patterson makes his big raise of what he'll probably get nine, ten million. Like he's earned it. He plays good this season. He'll like it makes it. Yeah, it really kind of prices Vancouver out of doing anything once he makes that. He needs to get young. He needs to try and rebuild make that contract a little bit more uh, feasible kind of down the line. Cause he's got some expensive pieces that just kind of don't allow him to get better. Everybody like, a lot on the back end. I think what yeah, I was going to say, everybody's chirping me about me back, my back line. And he's got Brian Dumoulin 4.1, Dougie Hamilton, five, seven, who Dougie Hamilton, almost a six point guy, acceptable, but then he's got Eric Johnson. Yeah. Mil, and he's got big Tyler Myers, six mil and Damon Severson, four mil. Like, yeah, he's got a sneaky, expensive back end. Like, shut the fuck up, Mario. <laughs> look at that. Look, look around <laughs> the league. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa! Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, Mario. Yeah, Mario, you better watch yourself, man. <laughs> I would. I will also make another wager with Mario that I finish higher him, far higher than him this year. Wow, I. 
I'm almost gonna get. But so when you Mario listen to this tomorrow, put it here. in the den. Put I it might in the get den. Mario on the horn. Yeah, Mario, did you hear that? You better be listening to the pod, Yamo. Challenging you. We'll, we'll be waiting for an answer in Value City if you're up to the task. Um, so next, we're gonna actually uh, switch gears. Uh, who do you think is the easiest GM to fleece? Honestly, it's uh, well, I mean, like from recency, like probably Gardeep. Looking at what he's done, but like not that I've never really been able to fleece anybody, to be honest. Like everybody's kind of. It's been hard for me to deal for the most part because every time I try to make a deal with somebody, they ask to add PLD, which is like, ridiculous. Never yeah, that's frustrating. So it's frustrating trying to make a deal, go and ask for like a third line player, maybe a three pointer, and they're like, oh, let's make something happen with PLD and I'll put this guy in it. It's like, all right, dude, that's not going to happen. And then that's why people get ignored because they come back with stupid shit. But, uh, wow, I have an update from Juni. The response is in a heartbeat. I'll finish higher than your arms. Name the amount. <laughs> a live bet. A live bet. Fifty bucks. Put it in the den. <laughs> wow. Jesus, Yarmo, you sure? Bucks. That's it. My cap's pretty high right now, so I can't. I can't spare fifty. Or the other fifty to make it a hundo. So. All right, fifty. Fifty. That's that's very respectable. All right. Bucks. Yeah, I'm just talking the talk today, and you'd love to see it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I know the easiest fleece. Uh, I don't know. I've never really uh, made enough trades like where I've been like, you know what? I fleeced that guy, like, for the most part. Everybody's pretty uh, steadfast with what they believe and what they're trying to do, except maybe Gardeep. Recently. Yeah, that's, that's honestly the, a good thing, though, if it's... It's that, good for uh, parity, right? Yeah, it's good for parity. The amount of fleecing in the league, especially since the beginning, has gone down tremendously. Um, we've been able to I see would... the level of like deal making from maybe GMs in the past who had made mistakes. They've been able to learn from those mistakes and not just kind of yeah. you know repeat them over and over again. So that's you love to so see that. I learned from my first dealings with Dubes there when I, him knowing me that I'm totally green to fantasy hockey. Oh, offers, me, offers, me, offers me a superstar goaltender, and I couldn't say no when I give him, give him Gallagher. And uh, let's be honest, Yarms, when you came to me crying for Rask, <laughs> but it's totally it was me. Not <laughs> you got me. I loved you, Rask. Okay, but I didn't know the the total value of like what I was giving up, really, right? And then so yeah, like, it, it realistically wasn't that terrible. If Tuka still plays for like five, no, more like years I want to. Yeah, he's 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 talking about retiring next year. So. Yeah, but I'm not buying it till it happens. <laughs> yeah, me neither. If he, yeah. Plays, if he plays this year, he's still going to be a a top three goal fantasy goalie. Oh, yeah, goose eggs in the playoffs, man. They win weeks, and he's a, definitely a goalie that can get them. That's why, like, it's been hard for me to like. I, I I'll admit, like, I've I've had talks with a, a few. I'm out west, Jimbo, about Tuka Rask, but uh, hasn't been able to. Jimbo seems to think that I'll just give him away for a, a third line center, maybe. Traveling's been patient these days. It's it's tough to. Uh... Yes, and I will respect it's... Jim. And then he seems to have got his stud in uh, in Hutton from Buffalo, who can't see the pocket. Yeah, anymore. he's he really, he's really got a, a rock, a, an absolute rock, and in, in he, that he's got that he's Carter got that Hutton. guy that's gonna gonna solidify his second place finish to do. If Carter Hutton knocks me out of playoffs, then fuck me. 
<laughs> Carter Hutton, oh my god. He had some of the worst statistics, I think, last year. I actually think Gardeep got a great deal on on what he got back for, for Hutton. Because, like, Buffalo is not big on him either, I don't I, think. I think that was just another like case of goalie fever. It really was. Goalie fever, it's almost everybody's caught at, at one Once point you, or another. Once you get it, there's just not much you can do, right? It's going around like COVID. Can I talk about one guy that really got goalie, goalie fever? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to direct this to Joe. Joe from Colorado. About getting oh, his goalie here we go. Fever. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe from Colorado, he had been asking for uh, Darcy Camper for probably like three months. And it went from like him not wanting to give me fuck all to him all of a sudden just being like, you know what, I'll give you Hog. Because I always ask for Hoglander. I'm like giving you a starting goalie. And like, but to be fair, like Kemper was hurt a lot for me in like last year, and it kind of screwed me near the end where I started slide because I only had Rask playing and I had no other goalie. So that's kind of why I wanted to move him and keep Rask. But for him to give me, I still I'll defend that trade for what I got for him. Like I think I got more than enough Hoglander and Spanos first, right? For uh, yeah, and, but, and then yeah. he traded him for and then he moves him back up. And I think, and I think Joe, Joe is just making moves to make a move to make a move. And I think he's, and to be fair, like I don't, he doesn't get it better in that trade. I don't think like he get trades for Corpus. It was Corpus Allo, right? Yeah, he traded O'Reilly, or he traded uh, Kemper and Rantanen for Corpus Allo and O'Reilly were the big pieces in that one, I believe. Like I understand that trade from Joe's perspective, trying to get away, get away from some cap problems, but he traded Pig and then. Like probably a backup goalie for the most part. A super like, pig. Yeah, he trades super pig, and because realistically, Corpus Allo could lose his lose starting job in in the in the preseason, right? And then he's stuck with who he has, he has Bishop. Yeah, he's, I think Corpus Allo will start, but Elvis is the future of Columbus, and I, think I don't think he'll start. Obvious. I think they'll split out the gate. There's so many back to backs this year too. They're gonna be they're gonna be no well, more than forty sixty split in like either way. So, I don't know. I definitely think I think you got a really good deal for for Kemper. That that Spano first is probably going to be anywhere from like eight to eight to thirteen. I would I would say. I think eight so. Yeah. To Fourteen. Like it's going to be. You're going to have a percentage chance at the lottery, and then Hoglander. Hoglander's looking like he'll be almost a lock as a middle six winger in the NHL, and the guy hits. Did you see that goal the other day? Did you see I did, that between yeah. the legs? It was nasty. The between the legs? The between the legs, yeah. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he basically carried around the whole zone and then goes between the legs. Hey, wait a bit off topic shelf. here. Those those pictures I posted for the div- the realignment, does that mean the two pic- the two uh, divisions in the one picture are together? Yes, yes, for the conference. Okay, okay, okay. That's interesting. So. That, that sort of changes uh, a lot of things. It might. That's not for sure, though. There might be a couple teams that move around. Yeah, so. I, I. Yeah, but it. But basically, that's pretty set in stone. Besides, like, uh, maybe four teams. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, next question here. Uh, what trade would you like to have back? Uh, what would I like to have back? Um, honestly, I'd probably have to. Go all the way back to that one with Dubes, giving away. Oh. Dubes. Honestly, two four, two like 
two four point forwards pretty much. Well, well, what was Gallagher? Probably five this year, and he's probably going to stay at five. Yeah, he's. I think he's a five guy. That was. I think that was might have been one of my tougher ones. And then me trying to be funny, trading two seconds for Juju Arcara. <laughs> oh, yeah, living that's... by the meme. Juju's just, just living for the meme, just going for the laugh. Hey, do you still have nobody him? wanted? Nobody wanted to protect me from myself for that trade, though. They just let me sink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two seconds is an exorbitant price for Juju Arcara. Like, yeah, you know when you funny? actually look at it for like pure value, yeah, like Jesus. Like Christ. the best part was when I when I uh, when I first start. I forget who had him. I think San Jose had him. Maybe might have been San yeah. Jose. And so I, I DM him about Jujar, and I'm like, okay, I'll give you a second. <laughs> and and then he's like, his response was lit, was was this. He's like, well, seeing as uh, people of color in this group chat are at a premium, you're gonna have to pay much more. So I'm like, fuck it, two <laughs> seconds, done. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was outrageous, and I just had to do it because of how funny his response was. But yeah, you should, you should got him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the trick to, to convincing Yarmo to make a trade is just be funny as fuck in the in the trade chat, you know. <laughs> yeah. Except if, you're John, except if you're John or Jimbo. Yeah. Um... All right, let's uh, let's move on to questions from the crowd. All right, so <clears throat> first one we have is from Jeremy from New Jersey. He wants wow. to know if PLD will actually ever be traded. Um, PLD, I have floated PLD. We actually had there. a deal in place. We did actually, and I've actually had a pretty close deal in place with both you guys. For the most part, it's just been all about for the um, for getting equal value to what I think he is, which is five and a half to a six point player, right? And people coming and offering like like a, a first and like a a third line player or a second line player who's like maybe a four, just really isn't enough in my mind. Like, so I guess like and I have, I have included him in offers before. Like the only the only time like I've sent an offer to somebody with PLD in it was actually to Philly, of course. Posted, but I've like texted them multiple. I've texted Sager multiple times trying to get Sean Couturier out of him, and that's a trade where I've had PLD in there, and uh, he just Philly being Philly doesn't want to doesn't want to move him, you know. Hmm. Well, PLD, the good news PLD, with that is, oh, yeah, you go. PLD would move for the right price, absolutely. Like I'm not I'm not locked in on PLD just because I'm Yarmo Kekulani and. I'm, PLD's a center for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Obviously, like everybody has their price, and people just have to meet it for the most part. But nobody ever asks what my price is. Oh, you do I have ask... to respond to your DMs too, Yarmo. How about you let the people? I do, I do respond. To that. I've gotten a lot better actually at responding. You to have DMs. gotten better. I will give yeah. you that. You've gotten better. A lot of the, a lot of the time is like the, the issues come when uh, I get shit offers or I'm trying to talk to somebody and then they just keep coming back or usually they say it's too much and they're like, what can I do to make it better? And it's like literally nothing. Like we're not going anywhere. It's just a waste of my time. Yeah. Fuck off. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yarn was giving you the old fuck off. Look at my shiny forehead. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So everyone, you just got to name your, you just got to make the, make the price right for him and he'll move him. So you're just clearly not doing enough. Uh, next, we have uh, Jim from Texas. He he Fucking wants to know. Hell. 
Jesus. How many Canuck posters do you have in your room? And which one do you stare at before falling asleep at night? First off, I gotta I gotta say, fuck you, Jim Nil. This guy well thinks said. he has a good team. Thinks he has a good team. Probably first round elimination, even if he squeaks into the playoffs. Oh, oh. Ooh, the hard truth. Okay, sorry guys. Think- I'm trying to. Yeah, what, are you, what the he's hell are you watching a game in there to, over trying there? Trying to turn on the game of the year nominee, Browns Ravens, 42-42, right at this moment in time. Baker just marched. Ruling on the field is a TD. Okay, move on. <laughs> yeah, okay. My press. Fuck off. Uh, to answer that question, I don't have any Canucks coaches in my room. But another thing is that like Jim, Jim Nill and I have some issues. Like, you know what? Like, Jim... For, for whatever reason, he always, like, yes, I have Canucks prospects and I have a couple Canucks players, but to think that I only value Canucks players yeah. and that I overvalue people is just, like, like because they're in a Canucks jersey, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's like, insulting, it, isn't it? It's insulting. Like, every every once in a while, like, it's got to the point where he just won't even message me. He'll just send it on fan tracks and I'll open it and I'm like, like, I think I'm going to well, hit accept. You- like on, God, on those are the worst people to deal with. That only send on fan. What kind of psychopath only sends a trade off on fan tracks? With I mean, I got no, um, no texting me. No other Nil messages. Me. Yeah, I got Nil texting me. I got him in the in the DMs. And to be fair, Jim Nil is probably the most ignored guy in my DMs. I know. You Dylan, know, I sometimes have to put on the mute button when I see Nil coming in. No, Nil, you're not getting Hamnick for a third, please. <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> I'll get a grip. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, no no Canucks photos. Don't stare one. If there was one that I would stare, it would 100% be Big Tuna. Absolutely. Big country. Oh, big country. Big country. Just signed what he signed, two-year extent. He'll be around for at least, well, you'd hope two more years. I can't really guarantee that, to be honest. Big, what big if he tuna. shows up to third camp, third camp, he comes in. Again at like two seventy, and they're just like, "What the hell?" Like, I could see it for the amount of blow that guy does. Like, I'd be I'm surprised that he's so big. You'd think he'd be skinnier. You, you really would. Like, maybe. You think well, I mean, for him to cut weight. Come on, boys, skip the dishes three times a day. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's not forget. Part. Also, he's training at Tyler Myers' house. I'm sure very rigorously. Uh, oh, they're probably going hard. Right. They're they're really putting in the work, for sure. Challenge each other to drinking games. Tyler Myers probably drinking under the table. <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy. Um, so next question we have actually from an anonymous GM. Uh, Stop wants... before you go on with this. Mm-hmm. Yourself, you coward. I said in the group chat to not be anonymous. Now I'm gonna answer this like a retard because you didn't put your name to it. Continue. He wants to know what the hell is going on in Long Island. Mad respect, Don. I know this is you, Don. <laughs> Maybe not. He le- he's grown on the Spano hate train. He, he yeah. loves giving it to Spano. And he's he- got Spano's 2022 first. So I wake he, up, uh, I got a DM from Don calling out Spano. I'm like, holy shit, Don. <laughs> he's got his 2022 first, so he, he for sure, he's rooting for the Spano train to, to fucking crash and burn. Respect <laughs> it, yeah. I don't <laughs> Sorry, I got past. What was the question again? Was it about the Islanders or about Columbus? It was, what the hell is going on in Long Island? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, 
I'll tell you what's going on in Long Island. He's building for the future, and he's building a pig. He's building the pig of a team. Are you sure? Oh, he is, but... I, I, I think I he's know. a bit in it to win it. Like, honestly, he's... he's Everybody says, talks about how shitty he is, because, yes, he's made some shit trades. But, like, you look at his roster, and he's got some guys that could produce, and then he could surprise, and, and he could uh, upset some teams this year. Not going to lie. I'm going to be happy about facing him at any point, for the most part. He's got some guys that could steal some points. Yeah, he does. Um, my big question is, like, his team isn't as good as it should be for having the cap problems he has. So, happens, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how Bob. well he can navigate that. Yeah, Big Bob and Dowdy, like, they, uh, they definitely take up a, a large chunk of change. Uh, and it also depends on will Cousins, Comtois, uh, and Ty Smith, will those guys become full-time NHLers, or will they be kind of still uh, percolating for a little <laughs> while in the juniors slash AHL? So we'll see. But for the most part, I don't think many people actually know what's going on in Long Island. What do you guys think um, about Cousins? Do you think he's going to be a pig? Yeah, he's going to dominate at the juniors. I think. I think he'll be a pig, but he will be uh, hindered as long as he's behind. He won't ever reach his full potential until he's a 1C. Because he, he'll probably, even as good as he could be, he'll never become better than Eichel, I don't think. And Eichel, as long as he's in Buffalo, he'll be he'll be number one center, uh, first line power play. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, get on that power play. He'll get yeah, he could maybe squeak on that power play. Sure. Yeah. So next question now we have is Jesse from Washington. He wants to know. Which team in each conference scares you the most, and what is your prediction for the cup final? Holy, which team in each conference? Or in, fuck, holy, let me open this up. Jeez. The new conferences, I guess, will go back? Are we talking new conferences? Do I got to go to the yeah. old, what we're playing? Old conference? Uh, no, no, no one cares. We'll talk new conference, old. I guess. New conference. The gambling then? Hold on, let me open it up. There it is. Conference? Do I think I'll just pick the division winners from each conference? Okay, for yeah, in our league, who you think would be the division winners? And your prediction the, for the cup final? Yeah, and the cup final. It's a two-parter. Um, so, um, I think the one that I'm in, I think Detroit comes out of it. I think Detroit takes out many. He comes out of our div, right? Is that yeah. right? Yeah, and then yeah, uh, yeah, that, those, uh, that's who would be lined up. Yeah, and then uh, oh wow, obviously Joe comes out. Joe kicks Nail's ass all year because Joe knows how to run an organization, not Nail. And then uh, obviously uh, the Canadian division, Dubes comes out of it. And then uh, oh, the other one fucking and comes out of it. I think Wa- I think Washington comes out instead of New Jersey. No Ooh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. He's yeah. I'm almost snoozing Obviously. on Pittsburgh. Didn't even know Pittsburgh was an option. Yeah, I saw him there, and I was like, I can't give him respect. He gives me none. So yeah, no. True. Yeah, Washington and the <laughs> Cup final. So I for, I don't know how the uh, matchups would be then. So it would be Dubes versus 
Joe, and then Washington no, no, it versus... Would be, uh, no, yeah, it'd be, it'd be Washington versus I'm Dubes. pretty sure it's Dubes versus uh, New Jersey. Washington is how they line up. Um, no. Was, if you look no, at the photo. Me. Yeah, no, Dubes, you could play Oh, Detroit. yeah. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a... First Detroit in the Stanley Cup final. Detroit sort of has an easy road over there, doesn't he? But he's got to get by Joe. Oh yeah, and Minnie. Go it's not super easy. No, I think easy, but uh, I just, think uh, just his conference final sort of is easy to make. Except Minnesota, I guess. Forgot about. Yeah, that. yeah. It's, he's still he's still got Columbus. Oh, yeah, oh, like Minnie, like Minnie. <laughs> Mini, like I'm not, I'm sleeping on myself, obviously, because no, I think you could definitely win a playoff matchup. Could I? Well, I got two guys that could steal me some games, right? I got Leonard and Rask, right? Yeah, no, yeah. All you need is those guys to to get hot during um <laughs> yeah. during your playoff weeks, and you could crush some guys. I wouldn't sleep on St. Louis either. Like they, he actually has a good little good little roster going there. They, yeah, he, yeah I wouldn't hot, sleep on Doug either. Gets hot at the right time. He could like if Doug plays Joe at some point. Like Doug could upset Joe if Joe's guys fall fall off a little bit at at the bad wrong time. Yeah, it really depends with injuries too, and a lot for sure. Yeah, and and I was curious if Joe will just continue to kind of. I could see him trading his way into a corner as well. I don't know. You just never know with that guy. Joe's going to trade himself into the point of being being screwed for the expansion. I think he's going to lose a stud. Why don't Why don't you prove the haters wrong, Joe? Go make five more trades, and then we'll talk. Yeah, yeah prove us wrong. Um. So, anyways, we'll segue actually in because Doug, Doug from uh, St. Louis, he wants to know what is the longest trade negotiation you've been in, where the player originally talked about got traded. If that makes sense. So, like, a um, long trade negotiation where the player who was originally talked about got traded and you guys didn't, like, sidetrack to to somebody else or another deal. But it was still a long negotiation, I guess. I would, uh, well, so it's between uh, Joe and, and actually Doug. So, But the thing is with Joe is he'd always jump off track and try to get PLD for me. So I'd probably have classic to say, Joe. Like, yeah, classic Joe. Like he'd be like, "Oh, can we add on this?" And like, just I'll give you, give me PLD, and I'd be like, "No, Joe, fuck off. Just take Kemper." And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just take him. And then, uh, oh, I'd have to say Doug. Like that, that negotiation with Braden Shen. And I wouldn't say that it was just because, like, I wouldn't say it would be like days on end. But we sat there for probably two and a half, three hours, like on our phones trying to get her done. And we finally got her done, and it was actually a good big trade. Impressed that we actually got her yeah. done. Like I knew we were close. I, had, I actually quite, I quite enjoyed Doug. He's a, he's a good man to deal with. And it's honestly easy because he's not one of those guys that comes back and just offers you dog shit. Like he tries. No, so no, he'll, he'll say he's, okay, he's always I'll reasonable. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's, he's not never. He's never the guy who sends you a big pile of poo. He never tries to like fleece. Like he's he's reasonable. Tries to find a way where both sides can get some value. And I'm rooting for uh, Doug to come out of that side. Let's go, Doug. You need to make a move here. The pod is behind Doug. Come on, Doug. Um, so next we have uh, Hayden from Mini. He wants to know uh, what's wrong with Yarmo and him. What's the beef about? What's going on? 
I don't think I have beef with with Mini Man. Like it's just that we both don't respond to our damn messages. Like he calls me out in the group chat the other day for not responding to him, and he clearly edited it. He well, that's editing. a clear sign of disrespect, Yarmo. Oh, <laughs> I will. I will admit, I have, dis- I have disrespected my fair amount of GMs, but usually I get back to it. And he th- he he throws shade in the group chat, and it was I, he, a despicable he, move, and it was low. Oh yeah, it was that was despicable. He actually did apologize. He said, "I was like, what the fuck, man?" And he's like, "Sorry, had to do it to you." Oh wow, this might lead into a quick questions answer, but we'll get there. And uh, yeah, no. I don't know. I try to get a cat from him a few times, and he just doesn't respond. I'm like, what do you need? And he's just like, an answer ever. Ghosted from November 3rd. Ghosted from November 3rd. That's the facts here, people. Hmm, Mini. Mini. Look, you hate <laughs> to see this is a tough look. Asking yeah. Yarma what's wrong with him and leave him on red since November. <laughs> but. Anyways, we'll digress. It's all, it's all respect to Minnie. Like, I don't have an issue with him. I'd love to love to work out with a, de- a deal with him at some point that puts him over the top, and maybe we can get a good uh, good win-win for both sides. Chalk up a win-win, eh? Yeah, win-win. All right, well, Jim, Jim from Calgary is wondering, what's the best offer you've gotten for PLD? Best offer I've got for PLD. Hmm. Um, I know one GM that's... Uh, <laughs> made- <laughs> Dubes, I gotta say that that, that offer might not have been uh, a great offer. I think you would have robbed me by the end of that one. <laughs> so everybody knows Dubes' offer. It was a. Uh, it wasn't my offer, first of all. You offered it, was it to offer. me. It was. So let's, let's bring up the let's bring up the DMs. <laughs> let's pull them up. Read them out for the people. Okay, I'll I'll go to the what how he started this. Long road to the start. <laughs> yeah, had some good... talks. Is this a novel? I said uh... All right. <laughs> we were talking Landeskog. We were talking Brady. All of a sudden, he comes out of nowhere. PLD Dak into first for Brady. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I did. And, you know, all I responded was, this was spur of the moment. I didn't even think this was a good deal for me because I couldn't even afford any of what I was getting or anything like that. I responded, deal. What do we get? Yarmo with the Is team emoji. We... Said, fuck, I don't like this. Gonna be way <laughs> over. I don't think I can do this. Fuck. Ha ha. Oh, my God. I may just do it for fun. <laughs> what you <laughs> actually <name>. said. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel like that 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 is a very good offer involving PLD. Doc like I don't know if I, I would the way was, rather no, dock. The other one was PLD. with you, Cuck. The other one another one was with you when we were talking Barkov. And it was uh Adam Godet. What was it? Godet PLD for uh And uh Spano first, I think. Spano first. That one was that, that one was uh, I actually had to think about. And I was adding a D man, I think Kulak sign, just a just a little plugger. But yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that one. For like yeah, that was that was the, probably the closest I've been to accepting it. To get like Barkov. Barkov so, like could be huge, right? And 
Yeah, and his his contract such good Peel. value. Yeah, PLD still a little bit of an unknown, but like best package for PLD so far probably comes from my boy John John Spano. He, this year before he sent that was it that fifth overall to Jim Nil? Yep. Was that that trade? He was offering me. Yep. Uh, he offered me a package, and it was like a first, uh, like a roster player, like a, it was some four point player. I forget forget who it was, and then a couple other prospects. Mm-hmm. My my issue with trading within a division is like giving away a stud like that to a guy that's just going to waste his talent for the most part. Just have PLD on an island in literally in the island, but uh, yeah, you want to send him to a good home. Yeah, send him to a good home, and I'd like to get like a respectable piece back. That's why like I was talking to you guys about like Brady or or uh, Barkov. Barkov, right? yeah, and that's an established why, like, in, pig. Yeah, and talked with. In talks with John, I've asked for Cousins multiple times, and he's told me no. He's told me no. Cousins, he thinks that Cousins is a is going to be a bigger pick than a PLD, which is definitely debatable, but we'll have to see. That's only a future will tell. Yeah, he's probably going to be like a little Sam Lionite out there, 4.55. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think he'll be better than Reinhardt. I could see, I could see Cousins being like a 5.5. I could also see PLD potentially because he's only what he's 22 he could easily become a six point a game player no one's taking his first line winger spot or first line center spot and his wingers are only going to get better looking at looking at the blue jackets this year with adding max domi like there's gonna be a little bit pressure like awesome so he's not gonna Mm -hmm. gonna he's not gonna be in the tough matchups necessarily all the time teams are gonna have to watch over domi and and uh Yeah, I don't know about that, dude. Boone Jenner on the downturn. <laughs> Twenty-seven boys. Twenty-seven. Boone's on the downswing. He's not going to be center anymore, so he's not really going to get a no. Get I but I, I think he'll still, I think he'll still be center. Tortorella's been with him for the last fucking who knows. Although they just got Domi. Yeah, but they're still a third line center. I don't mind him being. Yeah, on they that. just signed Koivu though. Yeah, but Miko Koivu is not a winger. Familiarity of the system Tortorella likes to play is going to be in Boone's favor. We'll see. I'm batting. Who's the second line? Who's the second line in Columbus? Domi. Domi second. Was he saying Boone third? Yeah, but they're they're rolling. They're rolling three lines, possibly four, and uh, and obviously Boone uh, is a big piece in there somewhere. Boone shifting to the wing. I'm I'm a selling Boone. I'm selling Boone. I'm trying him in another I'd, league. I'd, I'm trying to sell Boone. He's gonna lose all those I'll faceoff do. points. The uh, Terry, Terry, one of the OGs. When he's from Columbus, he's yeah. I hate Terry. He, he's he's not <laughs> he's, too, an idiot. he's not too high on uh yeah. On if Jenner's he's not future. too high, I almost want to keep him. But he's all right. He knows what he's doing. Terry. That guy that quit our other league when we yeah. all called him out. He's basically Ian 2.0. He won the President's Trophy his first year, though. Yeah, and quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he still won the President's Trophy. I actually trophy. knocked him out of playoffs before he quit. After he quit, then he quit. Oh, Howard. interesting. Well, we'll see what Jenner has in store. Yeah, So, Jen. anyways, that's it for the questions from the crowd. Uh, thank you, everybody that submitted. Uh, We'll try and get this on another future podcast. Uh, hopefully get some new questions. We'll let you guys know who the guests are kind of when we have a podcast with the questions from the crowd. So now what we're going to do is go on to our new segment, Called Out. 
So, Yarmo, we're going to give you the floor. Uh, you're going to get to call out one GM in as length. As many as you want, actually. Yeah, you know, you as many GMs it. as you want in length, whatever you want. Um, yeah, so the floor is yours. Or is mine. Well, here we go. Like, I got to start it off with Jim Nil. Probably the biggest plug-in of all of Value City. Offers the worst trades. Thinks he has the best best prices for players. He's He is the next retirement home. Like, look at who he's got. He's going to be strapped with Backstrom and Taves. And he seems to think that he's going to be a contender. He gave up a first for Ian Cole. Like, what? And he, he has old man Andy Green, five mil. Like, guy just think <laughs> Guy thinks he's loaded and his team is poo. And then uh, going next, like I thought about talking shit about my boy John Spano, but obviously, mad respect to John Spano. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't. People beat him down every podcast, and I just can't do it to the guy. We've we've made a few good trades, and I gotta respect that. But I'm gonna go next uh, to uh, I'm gonna go to the Calgary Flames and Jimbo. He's made some good trades this year, but fuck, is he hard to deal with? And I'm tired of his shit. Tired of thinking that he's going to rob me. He's, he's going to rob me of Tuka Rask and all that other shit. He's probably going to get... And now he's he's made all these trades just to finish second. Like, I don't understand what he's really doing. He might as well, he might as well tear down, too. But uh, the, one guy that I'm really, the one guy that I'm 100% going to go at right now is Pat Quinn, the two-headed GM fuck show in Vancouver. But <laughs> I'm really wondering <laughs> like I don't understand it. He's like the obvious like the hardest guy to deal with actually is Pat Quinn because I try to make offers with the real one and then the real one just turns to the fake guy out in Edmonton. And he just seems to think that he's never gonna he thinks he's gonna compete so it's hard to deal with him. Like a guy that won't give up Brandon Sutter for a third. A guy that won't give up <laughs> Dumoulin. These are all offers I've, I've made him before, and he just seems to stand pat. He's almost like Philly like that, and it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, oops, you said it before, like, he should tear it down, and I'm going to say it again. He should tear it down. It's a gong show in Vancouver, and it's a disgrace to our hometown, and that's all I've got to say about that, and I think I'm done for Thank you for those words, Yarmo. Um, a lot of true things. Jimbo, you're not robbing anyone anymore. We're on to it. We're on to yeah, it. It's so Jim, over. Jimbo's so become a bit of a trick, and I think, I think the cat's out of the bag. Out of the bag, he tries to talk up. Talk yeah, he's up a nice guy. He gets deals done quick. We've heard it all from Jimbo. No more free, hashtag no more free rides for Jimbo. Like as soon as you make a trade with a prospect and you have to start before the guy even responds, you're defending that prospect that you put in that trade. Saying that he's gonna be a, he's gonna play this year, or he's he's gonna be a three point guy in a couple years. Like you've already lost that trade. Like they're not gonna accept it because they're gonna get up and be like, like who's the worst of that? Well, people that throw in trades, Jim Nil. Jim Nil tries to get rid of prospects all the time that he picks up and usually conducts prospects and tries to flip them to me to like gain some stuff. But talking about yeah, prospects, Nil and not a good Joe are. Yeah, Nil and Joe are notorious for the. Uh, we'll pick. The, let me pick this guy up for one fab and try and flip him for a second. Yeah, Joe and... was trying to send me Benning from uh, from Florida for the longest time in the Kemper trade. He's like, I'll give you Benning. He's going to be a stud. Look him up on Dauber, and he's a two point. Like he's projected to like like whatever it is, fucking two percent chance or whatever the hell it is. That well, you know what I'm thinking. I, 
it's almost like those those three or four GMs have a group chat and they're almost they're almost talking amongst themselves. Conniving. Group consensus. Scheming. You know. I would I would say that's happening for sure. We're not buying the bullshit anymore, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because you don't really see them make a ton of trades with each other anymore, do they? Because they're all tired of dealing with each other's shit, so they don't do it. They know better. It's a conspiracy. You know, we, we see you guys. That way, you don't deal with dudes. Have an Me? unwritten rule about you, you and dudes not making we, trades. I've never seen. No, we, we just we just don't see eye to eye. We don't. We see don't. Eye to eye. We just don't see eye to eye. Fair, fair, fair. We actually almost got, we almost got a deal a big deal done uh, near the trade deadline last year. For Barkov. Bar. It was like Barkov and. And who was it? It was like I was yeah. gonna get Darlene and Kachuk. I think I was gonna give up Barkov and Trochek or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, would have been a, it would have been a banger. I would have been a, that could have been the biggest trade. Yeah, it's it might happen one day. We'll see. Okay, well let's let's uh, let's fire off these quick questions and uh, wrap this thing up. All right. Okay, so let's do it, Yarmo. Quick questions. Welcome to the new the segment. Uh, not new. Uh, first of all, what one team to swap with? Go. I would swap with like yeah. full rosters. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. full roster. I'd probably swap with uh, with you, dudes, because I love Brady Kachuk. Cheers. Biggest rival and why? I would have to say that's a tough one because I got. Rivals. Well, I'm gonna have to go to Mario now. I'm going to going to Juni, and I'm saying Mario, biggest rival. We got some money on the line now, and I'm gonna be chirping the shit out of them all year long. We're gonna see who finishes higher. We will. That will be a good. That will be a good uh, one to watch, and we're gonna have to monitor that. Some fire, yeah, guys. That is a good Maybe one. Some fines. Um, give it. Give us the three worst GMs to deal with. You'd rather uh, sit on nails than deal with these guys. Nil number one, absolutely. Jim, like, I'm surprised that we even made a trade. Number two, Joe. Okay, Joe gets some flack. He's just hard to deal with, but like Joe, like, he always wants to win, so I get it. And then uh, probably you, dupes. Like, honestly, it's like you sometimes you're pretty hard to deal with because you always you always want that. Like, you know what you want, and you won't you won't uh, move on anything, right? You're just stubborn. Yeah, fair, fair, fair enough. Yeah. You know, each each to their own. We we uh we have made numerous bigger trades, right? We yeah, we so, made some trades, which is surprising. But yeah, you're you're uh you're a tough guy. You to know, deal you with. have you have robbed me a couple times. I'll give you that. Debatable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what Jimbo scares you more? Jimbo scares me more. Yeah, like do any scaring you? Jim Nilly or Jim Treliving or neither? I'm not scared of neither of those guys. Why are they? I never have to face them anymore. Did one of them win a cup? One of them win a cup? Ten years. (laughs) Ten years? No, honestly, I think think Jimbo and Calgary could... uh, He's building, and I think like he'll at some point go all in and just sell, and he'll get he'll pick up a certified pig at some point this year, and he'll be a uh, he'll be right on your right on your ass there, dudes. <laughs> Perfect. Watch out, um, Watch out for Jimbo. Biggest scumbag in the league. 
Obviously, Jim Nell for chirping me about my Canucks fandom. But honestly, like, I gotta say, the biggest scumbag move has got to be from Gardeep. Gardeep last week, he had me. We, we said deal, and then he turns around and gets a, gets a deal done right behind my back after we said deal <laughs> in the messages with that other guy that just ripped on. Typical scumbag behavior. Just he he goes rogue on me and takes a trade behind my back with Mill after we've said deal for cousins, and that's why I just have no time for guard deep right now. Been ignoring him for days. Scummy for sure. sure. That's all right. right. Guard deep's a scumbag. We heard it here first. So, your best twenty twenty draft pick. My best twenty twenty. If there draft was pick. any, <laughs> I only had one draft pick. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good it. one. You, you had a good one. You had a good pick. Yeah, Perot. Was gonna be, like, Perot and Anaheim. Right, Yanni Yermo in the third round. Fuck that. <laughs> Jim Nil has him, and Jim Nil keeps trying to trade him to me. That was, that oh, yeah. When the draft was going on, I was talking to Nil. Like, I was like, you got to get Yermo for Yarmo. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. So funny. And every trade, he's like, I'll give you Yoni. And I'm like, I really don't want Yoni. When's it going to be a Canuck five years, maybe? Even if he has yeah. But oh. But yeah, no, I like Perot. He's a, a few guys have asked for him a couple times, but I think in Anaheim, he, he's going to get a chance to play sooner rather than later and could be a good player for him. <laughs> Who's the bigger fraud, Joe or Nil? <laughs> Absolutely Nil. There's not even a debate. At least Joe has a good team. Like, it's not even a question. <laughs> okay that wraps up quick questions with doobie and oh, i think that uh, honestly concludes our show for today is there anything else you want to cover john uh nope i believe that is it uh any any um ending comments or thoughts from you yarmo Thanks for having me, and I was really happy to open up about my hatred for other GMs and my lack of respect yeah, no, for I, others. I think that was one of our uh, better episodes, and uh, I look forward to seeing what the people have to say. So uh, yeah, for yeah. everyone out there, make your trades. Get them in. We want to have a good trade talk next weekend or next week. Um, other than that, Doobie's out. Yeah, have a, have a great week, everybody. See ya.